place for those that were with us in our first service. We will not walk in the Singapore's error. Amen. Um, when you should be preparing, you will not just be dreaming the dreams that are going nowhere. My prayer is that we will not isolate ourselves. You know, it's, it's just the lie of the devil that causes us to isolate. I don't need anybody. We all need each other. Listen carefully. If your harvest is going to be plentiful, you need someone. If you can, if you can harvest alone, then it's not, your harvest is not plenty. But when you try and you see that it's beyond you, exceeding abundantly, you need to go look for someone. Remember Peter? The, 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 the net were breaking, the ship could not, they had to ask for people to help them. You remember the widow, saw a widow of the prophet? She had to go to her neighbors. We need each other. So my, my prayer is that you are not working in that mindset that you don't need anybody. Because you need people that would rejoice with you. You need people that would celebrate with you. You need people that would also put hands and help to harvest that which the Lord has given unto you. Amen. Uh, let's quickly look at, uh, we thank God for this month of September. Uh, it's a month of harvest, part three. Uh, August was a month of harvest, part two. And uh, July was a month of harvest. We've been going through this process because we know that God has already done it. Amen. And uh, if God has done it, God has already played his part. It's for you and I to play our part. And for us to play our part is to ensure that we are able to discern that it is already there. No farmer goes to the harvest when the, the crops are not yet ripe. If they go harvest when it's not ripe, then they have just wasted all their time, all their efforts. And that will not be your portion in Jesus' name. We, we have always sent word, a word from the Lord with respect to some of these this directions that God gave us. But I, I pray that we, we go search the word of the Lord. We go receive revelation from the word of the Lord. And I'll just read three of them and uh, we would focus our time on praying how in the direction in which we would bring our harvest in. We want our harvest to come in. And we want to ensure that nobody is left out in the mighty name of Jesus. Let, let's look at the first scripture from Mark chapter 4. Father, open our eyes to see. Open our ears to hear. Open our hearts to receive. Open our lips to proclaim your glory. Let your will be done. Let your name alone be glorified. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Father, uh, Mark 4. Mark 4, 28 and 29. And it says, For the earth yields crops by itself. For the earth yields crop by itself. First the blade, then the head. After that, the, the, the full grain in the head. But when the grain ripens, immediately he puts in the sickle. Because the harvest has come. 
What's the scripture telling us that God will always place path? As long as this earth remains, sit them and harvest. Whatever you are trusting God for, God is already working it out. God is a God of process. It is being worked out. It is being prepared. While God is preparing, God is also, and that's why we must always pray, God prepare me for what you have already prepared. So, while God is preparing it, it's not because God cannot give you instantly. It is God ensuring that while the process of time is going on, you are also getting ready. Because when God blesses you, God wants to ensure it remains. It becomes permanent. You know, it's like almost like uh, I, have a, uh, I have a gold wristwatch and I give a child of uh, a baby. <laughs> it's not prepared. So most parents will hold on to it until the child is prepared. Not that they don't have it, but there are certain things they are holding on to. Certain, certain benefits to the child, certain blessings they are holding on to for the right moment. And this scripture says here that God is already sorting out, but it says here, but when the grain ripens, immediately he puts a sickle. Immediately he takes an action. Why? Because of a revelation. Because he, he, he because the harvest has come because the person can discern this, then that's why it's taking the action. Because God is already doing it. And you know by revelation. And you know the timing. At the time that God has it, you know that it is already settled. And all these things cannot be done in the flesh. It has to be done. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. They are the children of God. You have to be led because you have to be descending to know the right moment. Every farmer knows the right moment to go harvest. The next scripture is in John chapter 4, verse 35. There's a time into everything. John chapter 4, verse 35. It says, do not say there are still four months and then comes the harvest. Do not begin to think that God has, God has whatever you need. God has already done it. The angel appeared unto Daniel and said, from the very moment you set your heart to pray, God has already answered. God has done it. The harvest is already there. Now is how do we bring it into the barn? There's one thing sowing. There's another thing harvesting. There's another thing bringing into the barn to preserve it. And the scripture says, do not say there are still four months and then comes the harvest. Because sometimes people are calculating man's timing. We spoke about that last week. We calculate spiritual timing. Spiritual timing is God's timing. Once you are descending that the time to favor you have come, then nothing on earth, no devil can stop what God has already ordained. Just a minute. It 
Says, do not say there are four months and then comes the harvest. Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look at the fields, for they are already white for harvest. What does the scripture also say? Lift up your eyes, receive that revelation. It's not lift up your eyes to see physically. You know, when God said to Abraham, lift up your eyes and look to the north, to the west, to the east, to the south, as far as your eyes can see, I will give unto you. If it was physical eyes, God was cheating him. But it wasn't physical eyes. He was able to see beyond one man can see. And everything he saw, God gave it to him. Because at that moment, Abraham lifted up his eyes. He saw his, his children. He saw his grandchildren. He saw his great-grandchildren. And he saw every one of us. That's why we are keyed into Abraham's blessing. Because Abraham's blessing is us. He saw it and we are partaking of it. So anytime you are lifting up your eyes, see beyond the physical. And last, which we read in the morning, then he said to this disciple, who is he? Jesus Christ. The harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. The laborers are plentiful. God knows that you cannot do it on your own. So God wants you to pray so that he will send destiny helpers to help you. Because whatever vision that God has given you, if it is what you can handle, then it's not, it's not from God. It's your own vision. It has to be bigger than you. Because if it's bigger than you, then you are fully dependent on God to provide. Because for every vision that God has given, he will give a provision. He will provide for the vision. Sometimes we have a vision that God has given unto us and we are focused so much on the provision. God will provide. I said God will provide. In the mighty name of Jesus. And it says, therefore pray unto the Lord of that. He is the one to call forth laborers into your harvest. Is that what it says? Into his harvest. So whatever God has blessed you with, it still belongs to God. And if it still belongs to God, then God himself will continue to take care of it. That's why we dedicate God blesses us with the fruit of the womb. We dedicate because we are just trustees. The harvest still belongs to him. God blesses us with a vehicle or a house or whatever business or job or ministry or whatever. We are just trustees. It doesn't belong to us. It still belongs to him. And listen, if it still belongs to him, then you are not without help. Because every time you run into or you, you know that you are holding on to, you have to go back to the master to ensure that the help is made available because he will continue to supply every need according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. He is the supplier. And when you know he is the supplier, he is the one that has entered into a covenant with you that he will supply, then you would always make a covenant demand. And God is not a man that he will lie. Has he not said, and will he not do it? 
There's nothing he cannot do. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. If he has promised, the Bible says in Genesis 21 verse 1, it says, God visited Sarah as he has said and did unto her as he has spoken, irrespective of the circumstances. Because his word will not fall down void. It will not return back void. So you and I need to receive a word and it is important because if we are going to harvest, we need a word. I remember when my wife and I, uh, we got married and we're trusting God for the fruit of the womb. We waited first year, second year, third year, fourth year, fifth year, sixth year, seventh year, eighth year, ninth year. And we kept on holding on to God. We kept on holding on to God. And we kept on praying. God gave my wife a word. But the word that God gave me was Exodus chapter 14, verses 13 to 15. It says, fear not for the Egyptians you see today. You will, uh, fear not. Uh, uh, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. The Egyptians you see today, you will see them no more forever. You will keep your peace and he will fight for you. And God said in 15, tell uh, Moses, why are you crying unto me? Tell the people to move forward. It's not the emotions. It's to tell them to move forward by faith. Because your faith will honor God and God will honor your faith. And that's why the Bible says without faith it is impossible to please him. Because God is excited about your faith. And when the enemy is attacking you and I, it's not because of he wants to destroy your vehicle or your marriage or whatever. He wants to, it destroys that so that your faith will shake. Because the faith is the most important thing. If your faith collapses, then the battle has been won. And that's why Jesus Christ said to Simon Peter, Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift you like a wheat, but I have prayed for you that your faith will not fail. When you are converted, strengthen your brethren. Because the point of attack, the strategy is your faith. And for you to be able to harvest, you need a word. You need to receive a word. Not just receive as in they said it. When I say receive a word, it is the revelation that you receive in that word that makes the difference. When you receive revelation time, when you receive a revelation, then it is God's timing. Because you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. So it's not calendar timing. What God has settled, he has already settled it. It is the revelation that comes that you suddenly know that it is yours. And that's the kind of revelation that came to my wife and I. And we sat down one December. 2002. After we came into Canada, we sat down at home and we said, this will be the last Christmas without our child. And God was faithful. You know, you know, we now put God to task because we began to tell people. My assistant pastor then said, ah, he didn't know what to say because by the time my wife now conceived, he had calculated. You know, it, it was good to be truthful. And he had calculated because he had calculated she conceived at this time. If she was going to have the child nine months time, it would be the year after. Christmas would have come. 
But God was faithful because we had waited for so long. She came in a hurry. Instead of waiting till the next year, she came in November so that the word that he had given unto us for December will be fulfilled. And to show it was not a mistake, he now brought another child just to let us know that it is not by chance. It is by faith. So I want us to understand something that we need a word. The Bible says in Romans 10, 17, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You need a word. Not, not just the fact that you, you, they, they read the scripture to you or whatever. You need a word that will bring light. Suddenly you will know that you are no longer sick. Suddenly you will realize that you are no longer a failure. Suddenly you realize that all that they have said concerning you is not what God said concerning you. And you suddenly now realize that no, God has already settled it. And that's why the Bible says faith comes by. And some of us are running away from that word. Some of us don't read the word because you need the word. It's not what anybody will tell you. It's what even the Bible says in, I believe, uh, uh, Romans, uh, Romans 4, verse 17. Abraham received the word that he would be a father of nation. This is a man that is uh, past it. His reproductive system was gone. His wife's reproductive system was gone. It was a double deadness. But he received the word that will be a father of nation. And listen, from that moment that he received that word, Abraham now changed his name to Abraham. It was not God that changed his name. It was the man that received the word and now realized that, yes, this word says I'll be a father of nation. And he now decides to call himself, irrespective of his situation, father of nations. They must have been laughing. People would have been laughing at him. You know, a man that is clocking how many? <laughs> elderly, elderly. They would have set up another group. We have wisdom group, 50 above. They would have said wisdom plus. <laughs> but he received that revelation. Some people might have thought the desert song was affecting him or he's being fanatic. But he held on to that word. Did it come to pass? Yes, it came to pass. Because God has the final word. I want you to rise up on your feet. I want us to pray concerning the word. We can talk about harvest. It has come. We can talk over, over and over on it. And it becomes like a seminar. It becomes like uh, these, are the, these are things you need to hear. These are the things you need to do. If you do not receive a word, then it means nothing to you. It is just sliding over you. So I want you to pray, Lord, give me a word in this season. God knows your situation. God knows your circumstance. All you need to do is to ask for that word. And when you're asking for a word, you're asking for a word that you are receiving a revelation from it. It might be a word that you have read over and over and over and over. But this time around, you are receiving a revelation. You are receiving light in it. You are, that word is speaking directly to you. Not to anybody, but to you. And you know that you know that you know that God has settled your matter.
We see it in the scripture, irrespective of contrary situation, that word is released, that word is released, and you know that you have received it. I pray that you will receive that word. The word that you will receive that says, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. The Egyptians that have been troubling you, that have been disturbing you, you will see them no more forever. Why? Because God will fight for you. God will fight for you. Now it doesn't stop there. I want us to now pray because sometimes people receive a word. They come to church. They receive the word. They say, Rema, Rema, Revelation. But they do nothing about it. As you receive that revelation, the difference will come as a result of what do you believe? Because that word will say something contrary to your situation. The Bible tells us when Sarah heard that she would be uh, have a child, the Bible says she laughed. And when the married angel said, did you laugh? He said, no, I didn't laugh. But the Bible tells us later in Hebrews that Sarah, by faith, conceived. So that, that revelation of receiving that word that seems as if, uh, can this happen? It now turned around and she grabbed it by faith. She believed it by faith. And that's why the scripture says in Luke chapter 1 verse 45. It says, blessed is she that believes for there shall be a performance of that which has been promised of the Lord. As you receive it, you must believe it. Mark eleven twenty four says, whatsoever you desire, whatsoever you desire, when you pray, believe that you have received it and you would have it. We know the story of Mary. The word that came to her it was an impossible word. It cannot come to pass. To her, it was like as she analyzed it, she said, how can this be since I know no man? But the angel said to her, for with God, nothing shall be impossible. And the angel shared the testimony. Elizabeth, your cousin, whom everyone has called barren, is six months pregnant. And that blew her faith. And she said, be unto me according to your word. She believed despite everything contrary. She still did not know any man. She still did not have all the things that she could have analyzed. But did it come to pass? Yes, because God is able to set aside all protocol. As you receive that word and you believe it, you will come and share your testimony in the mighty name of Jesus. And the Bible lets us know that even as Abraham received the word of God and believed the word of God, the Bible lets us know that he decided to ignore everything contrary. I want you to pray. You know, sometimes we're trusting God for a healing. And we know God has healed us. But suddenly that headache comes. Something within us says, did I really get healed? Did I really get healed? 
I experienced this when the, in the first church I pastored. I don't know what happened then, but I know that it was, there was some attack on my back. I was a young man then, but, and an attack came, and I had so much pain at my back. And it, it, it was so painful that I was, I was actually lying on the floor to ease the pain. And my thought, my first thought is, what do I do? Do I get a walking stick? Do I get uh, things? Do I cancel uh, going to church? And I said, no. God has healed me. And those days, when we go to church, the, 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 the pastors sit on the altar. I had to go like that to the altar. But listen, brethren, I left that service healed. I left that service whole. I left that service complete. It was ignoring what, was not, what I would normally have calculated. Because sometimes we allow our mindset, our mental thinking to cause us. And that's why educated people seem to lose their blessings. Because we are thinking so much about logic. We are thinking so much about analysis. We are thinking so much about putting this and this and that today. Listen, God himself can set aside all those things. Doctor told the lady that uh, she should forget about the child. She has no womb. She just forget about it. There's no womb. This lady held on to God. And when God did it, because there was no womb, the child expanded in all, the jumbo-sized baby that came. Do we, do, we, do, we, do we analyze it and say, well, how can I? And I've said my story over and over. At the time I got into the university as a as a as a law, uh, of, uh, law uh, as a, uh, to study law, I don't know how. I don't know how. I had been so distracted that I had flunked, and eventually, when God intervened, I didn't know how I saw my name there, but I saw my name there. And when you see your name there, after you ask God to, uh, for assistance, you don't go and ask them in the university, how did it happen? <laughs> you don't go and ask because God has already done me a miracle. Because my name was there, uh, right there on the first list, on probably on, I think on the third or fourth name. And I had to look at that name, K-E-N-N, -N, and follow the number. Then I walked away. And I came back, it was still there. It was not hallucination. I still was not too sure because I was not born again there, but I cried out unto the Lord. And I went back, I went home. My mom asked me, have, I see, have you seen your result? I said, no, because I had to go next morning again to see whether it was still there. It was still there. Praise the Lord. God is able to do it. So I want you to pray that everything contrary that speaks contrary to the word of God. Let it be set aside. 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 Because your harvest has come. Your harvest has come. Things will fight you. The, the distraction will fight you. All the things that you, you, you that says no, you have not received it. They will continue to manifest itself. They will continue to manifest itself. And you don't want to make the mistake that Abraham and Sarah made. That maybe this is what God is thinking. Unfortunately, that's the mistake. Suddenly, we want to help God. 
I want you to begin to praise God. Abraham received the word. He believed the word. He ignored everything contrary and begin to praise God. Let us begin to praise God. Let us begin to exalt his name. Let us begin to magnify his name. God has done great and mighty things for us. Yes, the same God that did all those things is able to do more. Let us begin to praise him. Let us begin to exalt his name. He is the King of kings. He is the Lord of lords. He is the I am that I am. He is the ancient of days. He is the rock of ages. If God has said it, he will make it come to pass. His word will not return void concerning you. His word will be established his word will become flesh his word will manifest father i thank you god i bless your name in jesus mighty name we pray i just want you to lift up your hands wherever you are and begin to talk to the lord lord i know my harvest has come i know my harvest has come as i receive your word i would act upon it as i receive your word i would act upon it I would not just be a hearer, but I will be a doer of your word. My harvest has come. Let these hands not be empty. Let these hands never be empty. My harvest has come. And I will share my testimony. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Father, we just want to thank you, God. We bless your name. Thank you, God, because we know that as we receive your word, we receive it in our heart. We believe it in our heart. We act upon it from our heart. And from our heart, our lips will proclaim your glory. Thank you for that which you have done. We know, God, that as we declare the month of harvest, we know we will not just be spectators. We will be participators. We will be partakers. Let it be so. I declare that none of your children, not one of them, will live here empty. They will not live here empty-handed. You know their need. You have already supplied. Let that supply be abundant. And let their testimonies be many. In the name of Jesus Christ. Bless your name, O oh God. We pray for everyone on location. We pray for everyone online. We ask, oh God, as we look unto Jesus Christ, the author and fin uh, finisher of our faith, we know, oh God, that you will perfect it all. And celebration would abound, irrespective of anything that is going on. We know, oh God, that you that have spoken will do that which you have spoken. In Jesus' mighty name. Congratulations.